Perakei Mishnah Gimel. The Mesechtana begins to discuss the law of Eruvei Tchumen, and this discussion will continue for the next five Mishnayas. The halacha is that a person may not, on Shabbos or Yom Tov, go beyond his Tchum boundary. Whereas one's Tchum boundary, it's 2,000 namas in each direction from one's place of residence. And actually, one technically will be able to go more than 2,000 amos in that we draw a circle with a radius of 2,000 amos from his place of residence, and then we draw a square around that, so you get a little bit of extra room. But in any case, you have basically 2,000 amos from one's place of residence. What's the definition of one's place of residence? Well, in your typical case, in which a person is staying in some kind of a town for Shabbos, his place of residence extends to the outskirts of the town. And so if a person lives in a bustling metropolis, a sprawling kind of city, he has uh, quite a distance that he is able to go on Shabbos. He's able to walk from one city to the opposite end of the city, and then another 2,000 amas. You only start to measure the 2,000 amas of the Tchum boundary from the outskirts of the city, if that's his place of residence. Now, if a person is in the middle of nowhere for Shabbos, then we start measuring the 2,000 amos for the Tchum, starting from four amos from the person. And the halach is that the Rabbanon empowered a person to adjust his Tchum. If, for example, a person knows that there's going to be a great shear happening in a base medrash that's beyond his town Tchum, then he may set up an Eruve Tchumin. It means he puts some food, typically a loaf of bread, within 2,000 amas of both the base medrash he wants to travel to on Shabbos and within where he's going to be physically residing for Shabbos. He sets this up in that location before Shabbos starts. And the way that works is that in the eyes of the halacha, we consider his place of residence to be where he deposited that food, that bread, let's say. And so he gets the 2,000 amas in each direction from that spot. And again, as long as his literal place of residence is within 2,000 amas of that, he will uh, then be able to go all the way to the place where he set up the Revit Tchumen and then continue along until he arrives at the base Medrash, which again will have to be within 2,000 amas of the place of the Revit Tchumen. So the important point for the purpose of our mission is to realize that just because you have a bunch of people living in the same town, it doesn't necessarily mean that they all have the same Tchum. If one of them set up his own personal Eruvi Tchumen somewhere outside of the city, well then, he's going to have a different Tchum, that is, you're going to measure 2,000 Amas in each direction from wherever he set up his Eruv. Our mission begins with the teaching that the law of Tchum applies not only to the person himself, but one's animals, or belongings, utensils, his property, his things are restricted like his feet, meaning like himself. And thus, if Ruvain has a certain tchum, but Shimon is a different tchum, it's forbidden for Shimon to take Ruvain's stuff outside of Ruvain's tchum into his own tchum, even though Shimon's allowed to go in this place. But it's forbidden for Shimon to take Ruvain's stuff outside of Ruvain's tchum. Misha teaches another halacha. That is, Hamoser Behemto Libino O Liroe, somebody on Shabbos or Yamtiv put his animal 
in the care of either his son or shepherd to bring it to pasture. So, you know, going forward, the animal is in the care of his son or this shepherd. The halacha is the animal continues to be restricted to the tchum of its owner and not the person who is now caring for the animal. So the halacha is that if he had entrusted his animal with this other person before Yom Tov started, then that would be a different story. In that case, the animal would follow the tchum of the person entrusted with the animal. For the purpose of tchum, you know, if he's in charge of the animal, he's considered the owner. So he'd be subject to his tchum. But in our Mishnah's case, the animal sticks to the actual owner's tchum because the way it works is whatever the tchum was when Yom Tov started, that gets locked in for the rest of Yom Tov. The fact that there was a change in animal's jurisdiction in the middle of Yom Tov is immaterial. Now, the case is where it wasn't clear that he was going to give it to a particular person the next day. If that was clear, however, let's say there's one shepherd that everybody gives their animals each morning to an individual shepherd who brings all people's animals to pasture, well, then that would be different. Because then the plan all along was okay, the animal is going to go under the shepherd's care, and therefore you know, the animal then would follow that shepherd's tchum, but that's not what happened here. The person decided in the middle of Yom Tov, you know what, I'll give it to this or that person. Well, in that case, the tchum of the animal remains the owner since that was the situation when Yom Tov started. The mission now considers case of an inherited estate. So father passed away, left his estate to his sons, and the estate was not yet divided among the brothers. And thus, technically, each brother owns half of each item of the estate. So this creates an interesting situation as far as the law of Tchum, and that if you have an item that is under the ownership of partners, which is essentially what we have here, well, then the item cannot be taken out of the Tchum of either partner. It will be restricted only to a zone which falls under both partners' Tchum. So what happens in the specific case of an as-of-yet undivided estate it's been inherited by brothers. The Mishnah rules, Even if technically, because they didn't actually officially divide the estate, and so they're all you know, partners of everything, but if you have a specific utensil, or let's say a clothing that's clearly earmarked for one of the brothers, he's already wearing the clothing, for example. The Mishnah says that uh, for the purpose of Tchum, that one brother is considered the exclusive owner, and thus the item in question can be taken anywhere within that brother's tchum. It's not subject to the tchumen of the other brothers, which, as explained above, might very well be a totally different tchumen. However, those things which are not earmarked in any way for any particular brother, those items will be restricted to only those zones which fall under the tchumen of all of the brothers, because they're all partners in those items. And so if one would take the item out of any individual brother's tchumen, that would violate the law of tchumen.